when you go into a game with a great coach and a great game plan, you feel like you will prepare for anything that may come your way. With Love and Light Doula Agency, you will also feel like you have a great coach and game plan. Love and Light Doula Agency specializes in postpartum support, fertility support, labor support, and surrogacy consultations. Call 410-657-8767 today or visit the website loveandlightdoula.com to get started. That's 410-657-8767 and loveandlightdoula.com. Schedule your consultation today. One last time, 410-657-8767. L-O-V-E-A-N-D-L-I-G-H-T-B-O-U-L-A.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and their guests. They do not reflect the views or positions of our sponsors. What's good? What's good, ladies and gentlemen? You are watching. You are listening to Sideline Talk. I'm the humble beast himself, Coach Hurd. What it is, y'all? I don't see any place to be. I see you, Al. Repping, repping that Raven. I see you, Shorty. Don't mind a bit. Yeah, you know I mean, we ain't get tuned up, a little freshened up a little bit, but we'll fix that. How y'all feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling good. Feeling great, man. Got a good show lined up for everybody. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals. Uh, we're going to get into, you know how it goes, some NFL offseason. It's definitely going to be t- discussed. I'll shop at the stop this segment as well. But before we get to that, we got a special guest in the building. Man, it's a name that y'all going to have to get real familiar with. Real soon, if you a lot of a lot of folks around the country already know about this gentleman, I'm just going to introduce it this way. He's a Dell State alumni, HBCU at his finest, third most all-purpose yards leader in school history, second all-time kick return yards leader, 2017 All-Conference kick returner, in his first season in the FCF football league. He is the league's leading rusher. Everybody show some love and welcome Bryson Eileen. Appreciate, appreciate y'all for having me. We appreciate you, man, for accepting the invitation, man, for sure. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, man, just to get, jump right into it, after the games, like, do you have to apologize to the defenders? <laughs> nah, not at all. I mean... You know, the way the league is set up, like, you know, I see them guys every day. See them guys every day, you know what I mean, some way, somehow, whether it being in the hotel or at practice. So it's just kind of be like, I mean, y'all, y'all had it coming. It wasn't my fault y'all got picked to play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you be leaving people's ankles just on the field like, yo, this is crazy. 
Yeah, I gotta make the first person miss. That's that's my that's my motto. That's my go-to every time. Like, you know what I mean? Especially with my size and everything, I gotta find a way to make that first person miss. So that's that should that just really be my go-to. For sure, for sure, man. So what we do here, sideline talk, we scout. Mm-hmm. And my scouting report, I watch the FCF pretty much every week. So my scouting report for you stated shifty, mm-hmm. great balance, great vision. You think that's fairly accurate or yeah, most definitely. Um I mean the one the one thing the one thing that I guess we weren't really super duper able to show was my ability to uh catch the ball out of the backfield just because mm-hmm. I had that many running plays and or had that many passing plays like that. But I did get a couple in, you know, as once the season started going towards the end and everything. But um I mean that's those are valid. I think those are valid points points on your on your uh with your recruit on your recruit thing <laughs> for me. All right. That's my bad. I call Andy Blast every time I can. Oh, so you don't want to call Andy Blast. Man, all them all them all the run plays we got and again the only pass plays we had, I wasn't in the game. I was we wasn't in that personnel for me to be in. So we didn't get those added in there until like week five or six. So that was that was crazy. Hey man, you had every right to go up in the booth and say, hey look, call more run plays. Yeah, like I, I, I like listen. I, I can't, I can't go for, I can't go for that, man. Like you gotta, y'all, y'all gotta keep calling the run plays, keep getting me hot, all of that. So that, that was, that was what I needed. Facts, facts. I mean, it was worth it. The fans was thinking the same thing. Yeah. But for um, for just for the people who don't really, um, hasn't really followed the FCF, just tell us a little bit about your story, your journey so far. Um, shoot. I feel like my story, you know, everybody has a story. I feel like mine is just, you know, unique because it's like, I mean, I guess you could say it's kind of like your little typical underdog story. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, didn't play in high school until my, uh, like my sophomore year because, um, you know, uh, the person who was ahead of me went through injuries and stuff. So didn't really start until like the end of my sophomore year, kind of just kept raising the bar, raising the bar. And, you know, finally told myself going into my junior year, like, like, I'm going to be a problem. You're going to have to keep me on the field. And, you know what I mean? That's what it was. And, you know, all conference, played in the all-star game uh, for, for Del- in Delaware for um, my senior year. Um, I had no offers, no Division One offers coming out of high school. Um, I had an offer from Gannon University that's up in PA, uh, Division Two school. Um, they pulled my offer two days before signing day because I took too long. But on my – once I got that call, I was already on my way to Delaware State. Delaware State had just hired a new head coach, Kenny Carter, and I was on my way to go visit then. And then, you know, got down there and, you know what I mean, got my offer right then and there. So, you know what I mean, that just kind of worked hand in hand. And then, you know, went through that went through that route at Dell State, then win a whole bunch of games. But, like, you know, just tried to be a factor in every game that I had that I, that I had played in. And it ended up, I ended up starting after the first game of the season, starting on kick return. Um, and then fifth game of the season, starting back at running back because they brought me in as a receiver. So then, you know, what I mean, years progress, and um, you know, what I mean, I'm still kind of just showing out, just continue to be a factor, continue to be somebody that you got to watch on film. Um, you know, what I mean, when you scouting us, or you know, what I mean, when you about to play against us, you 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 got a scheme for me. You know, what I'm saying so, like, um, you know, that's kind of how the, how college went and everything, and then. You know, did my pro day. Pro day went very well for me. Um, ran the fastest 40 out of anybody who was there at pro day. Um, we did our pro day at University of Delaware. So we did like a little joint pro day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, did my thing there. And this um, is 2019, I, right? 
Yeah, it's in 2019. So, you know, they had Nasir Adderley come out that year. Right. You know, the Chargers. Um, so, you know, they had a lot of – so it was a good year for me to come out and to mm-hmm. do my stuff up there. And then, uh, you know, we went up there, did that. I ended up being, I want to say, like, the fastest – I want to say I ended up being, like, this first or second fastest 40 out of anybody who went to the combine and out of – or out of any running backs that went to the combine or out of any FCS running backs or – um you know what I mean? In one double A. So, uh, you know what I mean? That story was just kind of weird, just for the simple fact that um, we weren't really being looked at. They were told, the scouts were told not to look at anybody who wasn't a University University of Delaware player. Um, what? Yeah. And so they listened? That's just kind of what it was. I mean, you know, they was trying to get, you know, and I'm cool with all of those dudes. You know, I'm from Delaware. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That's, that's right up the street from my house. I got friends that play for them. So I know a lot of those dudes for real. Um, so, you know, they had Nasir Adderley coming out that year. You know, they got to hype him up and hype everybody else up, too, as yeah. well. Um, so, I mean, you know I mean? They just wanted to push for their guys, and they're not going to push for nobody else who, who ain't their people. So it was probably like me. It was me, three other uh, players from my school, and then maybe like three or four other players that just what that was just in the area or something like that. So, you know, that's kind of how that went. We're supposed to go to the CFL after uh, – after I graduated, but CFL went to a holdout in 2019, so they couldn't bring any rookies to Canada. Um, you know, it was just kind of like going through workouts, you know what I mean, sending film out, trying to get context. Um, and then that's kind of how that went in 2019. Then I ended up signing to play in Iowa for the Iowa Barnstormers uh, indoor indoor arena team. Um, went out there, did my thing. And then after that, um, I ended up getting cut uh, the day before my birthday in March. Oh, so like, yeah, you know, what I mean, they brought me out there and, then, you know, it was just like, oh, uh, like uh, we're just going to go a different route. So I'm like, damn, like, OK. So, you know, I got cut the day before my birthday and then the whole season got shut down the week the week after that because of COVID. Mm. So, you know, COVID here, COVID year happens and then, you know, same old thing. I'm just staying ready, still working out and then trying to figure out what my next step is. End up getting signed to uh, Northern Arizona Wranglers. Um, they were a new uh, expansion team uh, indoor up in Prescott Valley in Arizona. Right. Went up there again, did my thing out there, played in the uh, first game of the season. And then after the first game got cut again, they kind of everybody saying the same thing. Oh, we just want to go a different route. But it's like, you know what I mean? When I come back home, everybody asks me like, dang, like, what's going on? How you? It's like, bro, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody just be switching up. Like, you know what I mean? You see me, you see my size on film. I yeah. come out here, I make I make the plays that you want me to make. Like, I have good film from indoor. And then, you know what I mean, I get out there, I do what I'm supposed to do, and you're like, ah, I think we're going to go a different route. So, you know, that's kind of how that went. And then FCF, um, this kind of just came about kind of crazy. Like, you know, I heard about it, and then, like, you know, just heard about it. They, they was only out for it. This is their second year. So just heard about it, you know, just kind of seeing different stuff or whatever. And then um, – uh, one of my family friends, he's a coach. He coaches college ball, and he knows the director of player personnel or, or player development that's out here at the FCF. And, um, you know, he sent him my film, and he was like, he needed to come down here for a workout. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know what I mean? I guess I'm going to come down here for a workout. So I came down here. So I had – prior to me coming down for the workout, I had already signed to play indoor in uh, Iowa for, for uh, the Sioux City Bandits. Um, so, you know, I just kind of had something in my back pocket just so that I wasn't like everybody else who was sitting around at home, just waiting for opportunity. Right. So, you know, I went to, uh, came, I came to Atlanta, did my workout out here, um, tested very well, um, competed very well and all of that. 
And then as soon as that, so like that was like, I got here like Saturday, 12 a.m. Went to my workout, 8 a.m. Left Sunday at 5 a.m. to go to Iowa, reported to camp in Iowa. And I was two days late, but they already, they already knew my situation. So, you know what I mean? Reported two days late, went to camp with them for a week. That following week, got my contract from the FCF. And then I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I mean, I got to go. <laughs> so then I left. <laughs> left, 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 went home, left, went back home for a week and then came back that came back to Atlanta. And then, you know, I mean, just the rest is, you know, I mean, what you see now, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So crazy got- story. Crazy story is just. Yo, yeah, it's crazy because it's like, even when you said you, you was, you had the fastest 40 mm-hmm. out of everybody, everybody's yeah. there to see Nasir Adderley. Yeah, like, I, it's just hard to believe. Like, they would actually listen. Like, no one pushed <laughs> to the side and say, "Hey, young fella, how about come yeah. here to the local, a local, you know, yeah, local day or whatever." Stuff. Yeah, and this crazy thing is, my, my man's he was on the, uh, he was on the scouting team for the Eagles, so he was the only reason why I was getting the information. So, like, uh, he he's like um, getting my forty times and stuff like that because they had nobody else paying attention to us. It was, it was like. Uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars and the uh, Colts were the only two teams that was like assigned to non-University of Delaware players. Wow. So, but in my man's, he, you know what I mean? He was, he was a scout. So he was like, all right, cool. Like, this is your time. This is what you got. So like every time I ran or did something, I checked my phone and he was on there and let me know what was going on. And then, you know what I mean? Uh, one, one of the scouts from somewhere called my agent and was like, we don't have any numbers on them because we were told not to take it, take their information. That is insane, yo. Yeah. Especially when you look at like I seen a uh what was it? It was a YouTube video like around draft time this past mm-hmm. year, and the Patriots was talking about how they look at every league, every yeah. school, every conference yeah. to find talent. And this was like based on I think the video came out was based on like the 2020 draft or whatever. Okay. 21 draft. But to hear you say that is kind of like mind-boggling to me because you look at it, you got the numbers at Dell State. Mm-hmm. You have, you can, you got the routes out the backfield. You got solid hands. You got film against Florida State, against West Virginia. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. It's productive. It's just crazy, man. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, like, you know what everybody says, like, you know what I mean? No matter what, if you're good, they'll find you. Yeah. Like, that's, you know what I mean? It's, it, that, that is true. But at the same time, too, like you looking, you looking for a needle in a haystack. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just that's just kind of what it, that's just kind of what it is, and that's just the nature of the game. So like, you know, I, my thing is like, you know, people like uh, Tariq Cohen, um, Darius Leonard, and them. They came from HBCUs. I played against both of them, and you know, I mean, they were lucky enough to go to the NFL and everything. But then my thing too is like, shoot, both of them went four time. HBCU All Americans. You know what I mean? You had to do that. You had to do that, and then like it was still kind of like. They, people oh. didn't know if they were good enough to come. And it's like, they are, you know what I mean? And it's like, right. you look at they, like, it should be a no brainer. You defensive player of the year, four time, four, you know what I mean? Four time defensive player of the year, four times offensive player of the year, HBCU All-Americans, you know what I'm saying? And, then, you know, you're still questioning whether or not they're good enough just because of where they came from. So like, you know what I mean? Little stuff like, little stuff like that is just kind of like, you know what I mean? You just kind of got to find your way, find your way through it. And, you know what I mean? We don't really have HBCUs like that. Don't really have that many, that much exposure anyway, to begin with. So right. and I think that, 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 that is a lot of our, a lot of our downfall because there are athletes in HBCUs. Yeah. definitely. Uh, speaking of HBCUs, how was your experience there? How did you um, like it or love it or 
I liked it. I liked it at Dell State. Um, I'm from, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm originally from Delaware. I'm from Wilmington. So it was like 50 minute, 50 minute hour drive. You know what I mean? But uh, the crazy thing about it though, is that there aren't many Delaware people that go to Delaware State. Like you get a lot of like DC, Maryland, yeah, they DC, heavy. Maryland, but like, you know what I mean? That DMV, you get the whole DMV area. It's heavy you Delaware. Get, like, half of my recruiting class. So it was 18 of us, my freshman year in my recruiting class. And I want to say, 10 of them were from Atlanta. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like wow. a lot of down South people, uh, Virginia, uh, Atlanta, Florida. So, and we had a couple of kids from uh, Hawaii and stuff like that too. So like, um, but just that the school, like it, it kind of open, open, opens you up a little bit to a whole nother, to a whole nother world just because like, I didn't really do too much. Like I didn't get out of Wilmington. I didn't get out of Wilmington. I didn't get out of that, that whole area. Um, even where, uh, Dell State is located in Dover. Like, if you're from Newcastle County, you just don't go down that way. You just don't. There's no absolutely right. no reason to at all. So, like, I mean, that was my first time going down there on my visit. And they're like, ain't you from here, though? And I was like, I mean, we, we won't come down here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, my experience, my experience was love, man. You know, I just tried to make a name for myself playing football and, um, you know, me network and build connections and stuff like that. So that, that, that definitely helped me out down there, you know, as you know, I mean, my senior year came and, you know, I mean, even now, even now to this day, I can still communicate with people that are still on campus. Right. How does it make you feel though, being, um, a local guy and not, and seeing that they don't recruit as heavy, you know, locally. Yeah. Cause I noticed like here in Baltimore, if you look at Morgan state's roster, it's mm-hmm. not, they recruit here. Yeah, but it's not as heavy as it should be. Right. Or even like understand like the bigger schools like Maryland, they have a certain criteria they stand by. Like if you could be all county, all state, right. but if you don't have a three point whatever GPA, they can care less. But yeah. places like Morgan, what you know what I mean? Like it, it's, yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. here. A lot of times too, uh, you know what I realized too is that a lot of you know obviously you're gonna they. They say like you know what I mean the best athletes are down south, so they'll be like Texas, Florida, Texas, Florida areas, whatever. And then like you know you might get your jerseys, your your uh, your Phillies and stuff like that too, um, and even like the New Yorks. But um, a lot of big schools too, they like to stay in state too and check their rosters too. Sometimes they have a lot of guys that are from their areas that are locally from their areas. But um, I don't know what's up with the recruiting uh, in in Delaware like that. Uh, I don't I don't think they I don't think they tried hard enough to to get a lot of in-state guys um until maybe like a year either like my my year when I first went to Delaware State or like around the time I was about to graduate is when uh University of Delaware and Delaware State were kind of like fighting to grab a lot of the in-state kids and um uh and even now like you know I coach back home I coach at Delaware Military Academy yeah. back home and uh like even even seeing like from a coach's perspective is is crazy because it's like bro like just offer this kid just hurry up and do it now like somebody needs to do it why not you like y'all are in state right here right now just offer this kid so everybody can kind of you know what I mean jump on the bandwagon and stuff like that so um it's it's definitely it's definitely weird you know what I mean uh it's definitely different. It's different, like kind of seeing that, and I and I'll be I'll be upset just because there's a lot of talent in the state, um, and yeah. I mean not just speaking that just because I'm from there, but there's legit a lot of talent from the state, and a lot of and the the problem right now is kids leaving the state to go play football. 
you know what right. I mean, play high school ball, you know what I'm saying? To And there's a lot of kids that are leaving the state to go play, you know what I mean, Division One football. And that's absolutely not a problem at all. Like, I'm all for everybody taking advantage of resources and opportunities because there aren't any in Delaware. But at the same right. time, too, if you if you really want to make something shake in Delaware, you got to put forth that effort to, to give back and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Real quick. Your, your your touchdown celebration, call that man. Where did that come from? Where did that originate from? <laughs> uh, so in, in college, or yeah, in college, so I had a teammate, Eris, who played receiver. Um, he's from from PA, and then, you know he he always talks about like Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown says call God. So you know, I mean, that was just mine and his thing, and then I was, and then like he graduated, and then like that was just my thing to kind of to kind of what he passed down to me to continue doing after he graduated. Cause I was number six, he was number seven. I was like my right hand. And um, you know what I mean? Like that was just my thing to keep going. And um, you know what I mean? My, my, my faith kind of increased and stuff in college, like in God in general and stuff like that, just because of dealing with injuries, dealing with uh, you know, just things not going my way and everything. So that was just one thing that I, you know what I mean? Just always had to include in my stuff just for the simple fact of like, you know I mean, I'm just thankful to, you know what I mean? Thankful to be on the positive side of the stuff that I've been through. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where that came from. And, and you know what I mean? Coming out here professionally, that was just like, you know what I mean? Let's let's go. Let's go some more. You know, let's turn it up some more. So that was just that was just my thing. You got to have your signature, your signature thing. Absolutely. Just to go back to the coaching side of things. Um, I did my homework a little bit. I seen that you said that. Uh, you never wanted to get into coaching, like you're more of the, like the 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 uh, detail of like building somebody up, strength, yeah. or actually strength and conditioning is your thing. Um, how has being an active player that mm-hmm. the kids can see every Saturday on national television? Um, how does that help you and the rapport you have with your kids? Oh, I, I think it helps me a lot. I think simply, I think simply because. Um, I want to speaking for Delaware, you know, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, older uh, uh, white figures in, in coaching. You know what I mean? There is no young black males in coaching. There is no uh, young black males that who still can do it. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, I love it for the simple fact. Cause it's like, now you can look at me and I can, re- and you can relate to me. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm, I'm literally walking the path that you want to go. Like you're playing this game. Like you're probably not doing this just for fun. You probably want to get paid for, to play at some point in life. At some point in life, and you know what I mean. For me to be able to go do that and then to come back and coach you up, and then to still be like, you know what I mean. Like a lot of them coaches can't go out there and go run the forty. They can't show you how to right. hit the ladder drill and stuff like that. And I'll go out there and I'll do it. And I'll go out there and I'll play one on one. I'll give you some work and stuff like that too, for, so that you can get better and then just give you keys to certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times too, a lot of people don't don't be don't be wanting to pass down certain stuff to uh to the kids nowadays so like i feel like it's they get a they get a one up on anybody else in the state because i mean there is nobody i don't think there is nobody that's playing professionally that coaches delaware high school football other than me so like you know what i'm saying so like that's 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 just kind of i think we definitely get one up because we can kind of give you a different insight on certain things and then for you to see like, hey, man, coach ain't just he's not just talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Because like the stuff that I preach is the same stuff that I, you know, what I mean, that I show day in and day out in practice and and film, you know what I mean? And games and stuff like that. And then, you know what I mean? You still kind of see me living my life, living my life too outside of football. So, you know, what I mean, I, yeah. I look at it as motivation for them. 
Right. Yeah. So, so how, I'm sorry. My fault. Um, playing in the league, and for those who don't know, they draft. They have a draft every Wednesday, I believe it is, for offensive yeah. line and defensive line. How is it being a running back, especially having a brand new or potentially new offensive line every every week? Man, it was it was tough because it was like you know during camp, you know you kind of getting a little little bit of everybody during camp, and then you starting to figure out like who you actually who what groups you are actually you actually like and what groups you've been building a connection with mm-hmm. and what groups you uh you know what I mean y'all talk the same language so i want to say like the first week we had a different group the second week we had another group and then like i i was still practicing with that same group that i had that second week so like we started talking the same language started you know what i mean tweaking different stuff and then like you know we can go on like the discord and we could talk to the fans and stuff like that who run all of the uh like the draft stuff and all and all the votes. So I got on there. I'm like, this is who we need. You know, y'all, y'all just, y'all just, y'all just franchise tag me. Um, like I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z in this league. However, in order for me to do that, we need the right pieces. You know what I'm saying? Just like how a quarterback will go in there and ask for certain receivers or you know me or a certain Ooh. offensive line as well. But I'm like, this is the most experienced offensive line. Uh um, you know, I mean, we we've already been playing with each other for probably two weeks now, and then Ever since week two, I haven't had a def- I haven't had a different offensive line since then. You know what I'm right. saying? Once you kind of get a good offensive line, and then I'm doing my job. I can't do my job without them. So I'm like, hey, listen, you want me to do what I did last week? Go grab that offensive line. You know what I'm saying? You hit so, the flex. You hit the flex. You flexing hard. Flexing. <laughs> flexing real hard on them. Like, look, man, I know it's my first year. I know this. Y'all was in the championship, whatever, whatever. But. I'm here. <laughs> I mean, my thing is like, hey, listen, if we're gonna if we're gonna do it, let's do it the right way. And if you know what I mean, and y'all y'all franchise tag me, so okay, cool. Mm-hmm. This is what we're gonna do, and this and in order for me to get my job done, this this is what I feel as though we have to do because I see these guys every single day. I practice with these guys every single day. I feel as though I know what guys, you know, what I mean that I can that I can really rock with just because we speak yeah. the same language. Yeah, that is awesome, man. That's that's excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, like, how active um, are the uh, the owners like in the league? Like, do you have ever had interaction with like Quavo or, um, or anything? Quavo Quavo came down one time for the uh, for the um, for his Huncho Day. So, like, okay. you know, I interacted and I interacted with him during that. But uh, I think that was the only time he was here. And then uh, Drewski was here probably like three or four times. So, like, I always speak to him every time I see him. Yeah. Um, and then for the, you know, there's only really four, so there's four OG teams, which actually have like, I guess you could kind of say like legit owners. Right. Um, and then like, there's the NFT teams. Um, so for the most part, every OG teams owner has been, has been there. So has been in the arena. Like, you know, uh, Marshawn Lynch came last week. Yeah. Um, Marcus Peters. Um, yeah. And, uh, destroying comes, he, you know, he's our owner. Uh, he comes. Pro- I think he's been there like three times. You ever so, try to line up in front of you? Who destroying? Yeah, you know he be trying everybody. No, nah, he he hasn't. He hasn't yet. That's the that's that's actually funny because I'm surprised he hasn't he hasn't tried to do that. Yeah, yet. he's definitely yeah. talked about it and stuff a couple of times, but he hasn't he hasn't done it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess he's seen you in uh, two point conversions. They line you up one on one. He said, "Never mind. <laughs> He'll want that work." <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, for the most part, a lot of the, a lot of the owners, a lot of the owners do be in there, and like, uh, um, you know, regardless of 
what level because there's owners for the teams that actually that actually that work for the league you know what i'm saying so like you can be you know what i mean a bottom tier owner or whatever but you're still an owner so you're right. still gonna get treated like an owner you know what i'm saying certain stuff like that so uh you know what i mean that you just kind of got to know who you're talking to um and just network and stuff like that too but a, a lot of them do be do be down there for sure for yeah sure, man for those who just tuning in, we are live with Bryson Eileen as the FCF franchise would say Eileen Cuisine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, before we get you out of here, I know we got a couple more questions. Um, just tell I see the Winter Circle hoodie, man. Tell us mm -hmm. about Winter Circle. Um, so Winter Circle is a brand that me and two of my friends that I graduated uh college from came up with. Um, what Winter Circle stands for basically is you know. Don't let somebody else dictate what your wins or what your losses are. Like anybody can be a part of a winner's circle. You ain't got to be, you know, we say members only, but, you know, it's up to you to decide whether or not you're a member or not. Um, and the reason why we did that was because um, 2019, right, we all graduated. Um, we all snapped in our pro day. But like I said, our pro day kind of didn't go our way. You know, we had different we had different people, um, you know, different leagues writing articles about us and all types of stuff. And, you know, everybody thinking we're going to get picked up, we're going to get drafted, we're going to do something. And then, like, you know what I mean, it kind of goes dark and nothing happens. You know what right. I'm saying? So, like, people may look at that as a loss just because that's what we express, right? But then there are other ways that you win. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't go we didn't go the route that we wanted. However, right, I didn't came out my first year after, after college and got a coaching job. You know what I'm saying? Right. I got a job right away. I'm not sitting around at home just, like, you know what I mean? BSing, waiting on something. I'm still training. You know what I mean? I'm uh, training kids at running back. Uh, I'm I, as soon as I graduate, I get opportunities to go intern. I was supposed to go intern in Central Michigan uh, with my old strength coach, but I didn't go out there because I told him, you know, what I mean, I'm continuing my professional career and stuff like that. So I had, you know, we all had opportunities coming out. They both got uh, coaching jobs at a brand new high school in Delaware. Um, both got teaching jobs at a brand at the brand new high school in Delaware. So it's like. You know what I mean? You are you you dictate what your wins are. So um that's really what the brand stands for. And you know, at first it was just us, like we felt like it was just our circle, us just us three, and that's what it was gonna be. And then after a little while, people started seeing it. And you know, we were talking about it a little bit more. Somebody was just like, like, damn, can I get a shirt? We done made shirts just for us. And it was like, Can I get a shirt? And we was like, like, damn, I guess we gotta start making shirts or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to, Kind of get the word out out there, so that that's really what it stands for and stuff. You know what I mean? You just you don't let anybody dictate what your wins and losses is. Um, you know what I mean? No matter how far, no matter uh, you know what route you got to take, no matter if it was your original route, um, as long as you find a way to to get some form of win, it, it can always it only takes one to kind of overcome to over overdo like any type of loss that you may feel as though you may take or that somebody deems as a loss. Facts. Yeah. Facts. How can we uh, support? How we get uh? Merchandise. Um, so uh, what I can do is I can send you guys. So what we did was so um, being out here in fan control football, uh, we got certain we got a chance to lock in with uh, the commissioner, his his brand. So his brand is called Athlete. So the Athlete brand, what they do is they help basically find NIL deals for the athletes, you know, whether or not you're in college or whether or not you play professional. So with one of my NIL with one of my NIL deals, they basically uh, partnered me up with a. Uh, with the with the uh, brand called um, Bonfire. So what Bonfire does is basically like a third party. You know, they man right. they can manufacture all the clothes. They have catalogs and stuff like that. So I can share the um, the link to our Winter Circle profile 
so that you can, you know what I mean? You can order uh, T-shirts, uh, long sleeve, short sleeve, you know, anything, anything that's on the catalog really and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I could definitely share that with y'all to get the support and everything. Cause really we just want to get the word out. It ain't, we ain't trying to be, we're not trying to be Nike. We're not trying to be, we just want people to kind of just, it's like a lifestyle brand. At the end yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mental, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Send that, they'll get that from me. Support yeah. the movement. Uh, sure. I need you to download the Fan Control Football app if you haven't. Man, go in there and go make sure you vote me. I was just about to say that. <laughs> the only running back. Yeah. Three man. quarterbacks, one wide receiver, and your own Bryson Aline, the, the only running back in yeah. the running for offensive player of the year. Yeah. Definitely. So definitely need go ahead and do that. that for sure. Yeah, for I, mean, sure I, think, I, I think we're the only team that we. We done went through about five quarterbacks, man. So right, I, I, I didn't even want to bring that up. That's not a watch. I thought we was gonna get blessed by the football guys at the end of the season, man. I thought we was gonna get blessed by the football guys, and they like, man, listen, we didn't put y'all through a tough, put y'all through a tough time with all these quarterbacks. Let me, let me just give y'all, get y'all into the playoffs or something like that, man. So, right, man. Like, man, it I was mean, tough out there. Asking yeah. the first, but we ain't, we ain't gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> L, you got one more question? I, I got one for you, though. No, go ahead. go ahead. All right. So, being as though you, you got Marshawn, you got Peters, you got T.O. Mm -hmm. in the league, yeah. um, have you had a chance to talk with any of the NFL guys? Did you just, you know, impart any words of wisdom to you? Because you, um, like I heard you mention before that this is your journey. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, NFL is still with some, like, within your dream. Yeah. And, you, like, you ain't taking no days off from school. So, it's like you're still pursuing yeah. So anybody, yeah. you know, let you know anything? Um, I mean, man, to be honest, like, you know, being down here, we didn't been around. We, you know, what I mean, a lot of people, like, you know, like you said, Marcus Peters, Marshawn Lynch, T.O., uh, Martavis Bryant, uh, Johnny Manziel, um, A.B. A.B. was there yeah. last weekend. Yeah. Um, and that stuff is just crazy. Like, I, I, I took the most out of what A.B. talked about. So like AB went on there, did an interview uh, during one of the games, during one of the broadcasts, and I can't really remember a thousand percent what he was saying during that part, but like it stuck with me just because like I was like, damn, like you, you know what I mean? Don't nobody, everybody looks at AB as like, oh man, it's something wrong with that dude. Like mm -hmm. I mean, he got a lot going on, but like seeing him and like in person and then hearing him talk, like I was like. Like damn, like he, you know, he might, he just might be misunderstood, or he, you know, what I'm saying, might, it might just be that way. And then, then like I went to his, uh, went into his suite and kind of talked with him. And I basically told him I was like, man, I appreciate you coming out here. I appreciate what you said during your broadcast. Like I don't think anybody's going to really hear that, hear what you're saying. And then you know he talked to, and then he talked to me too, and he was like, um, he said, you know, don't half step anything. You know, whatever you do, go full speed. And he said the only way you can keep winning, the only way you could keep winning. It's just by winning. Like you, you can't you can't get any wins no other way other than by winning. So he was like, no matter what you do, you know what I mean, just try to win, try to win at it, because that's the only way you're gonna get your wins. And I was like, damn, like that's what I that's what I preach, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah like, right. Win the circle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, damn, like that was that was like the craziest thing I heard because I was like, you know, what I mean, you see him outside looking in and you like, man, that dude tripping. It's like, you know, what I mean, it is some stuff that happens that like, you know, what I mean, I probably wouldn't do, but at the same time, too, like. Like, damn, this is a this a good dude. Like, whatever he whatever he got going on, that's what he got going on. But he know how to kind of like he know how to speak, he know how to speak his mind, you know what I'm saying? He and then he was just like, Hey, like if 
people don't understand me, like it is what it is. That's not really my problem for anybody to understand me, but I'm going to be me and I'm going to say how I feel and I'm going to be real about whatever it is. So, I mean, I think that was one of the most influential things that I, that I got out of anybody, you know what I mean? From high, from a, from a high caliber that has came down here. Um, most definitely that, 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 I, that'll definitely be the one. Wow. That's awesome, man. Where's yeah. the whistle? Yeah, it's good to hear somebody else say maybe AB is misunderstood. That's all yeah, I'm most saying. definitely. I mean, it's definitely crazy. Like, I don't know what you know. What I mean, like, we two different people for sure. You know, what yeah, I'm we two different people for sure. But like, you know, what I mean, actually getting a chance to sit down and talk to him like that was different for real. I was, I just felt like I seen a whole other side. Wow. Anything else you want to plug, man? Before we get you out of here, uh, any other business? Your social. I actually got your IG and your Twitter. Yeah, my, my other Instagram, my other Instagram too is uh underscore B Aline Six. Um the, the one coach six, that's my training page, my coaching page, the one that I post, try to keep all my personal and you know I mean everything else that's going on, uh two separate things. So definitely follow me on Instagram on my training page. Um and definitely follow me on my personal page, underscore B Aline Six. And make sure that I'll I'm for sure drop the link for the uh winter circle apparel. Grab your winter circle apparel, make sure y'all download the fan control football app. Vote me for offensive player of the year. Um, shoot, man, that's about it. You know what I mean? Thank you. I appreciate y'all. That, that man, definitely appreciate yeah. you uh, for taking the time, man. You're always welcome to sideline talk, man. I see you guys got a podcast too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get back rolling once I come back home. Bet, bet, man. Love mm-hmm. to support support the channel. What's the uh, name of the channel again? Uh, Winner Circle Podcast. Winner Circle Podcast. Support yeah, Winner Circle well. Podcast on there talking about. Any and everything, just being a hundred, just being raw. You know what I'm saying? Facts. facts. Yeah. Hey, hey, we 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 cleaned it up today for you because you you're the guest. <laughs> yeah. You welcome to come back if you want yeah. to you know, uncut. I, I had to be silent for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Definitely, man. Appreciate you, B. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Got All right, John. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh man, that was great. Great man, great having Bryson on. Great season he had. The league first year in the league. He's the lead in Russia. Nine total touchdowns on the year. The only running back in the offensive player of the year. Um, voting, vote him up. Let him get that award, man. That we, we talked about that. We kind of we we kind of did good by leaving the quarterback side of it because. If he had one consistent quarterback, they probably would have been in the playoffs. Probably. Mm. Good chance. Like I said, I came in, they was already on that second quarterback. That was week two. Like, dang. <laughs> but, but like, the Zappos, with Manziel and them. Zappos, yeah. Zappos, they got two quarterbacks. They got yeah, him Manziel. and uh, Kelly Bryant. Yeah, I about to say Manziel. Um, actually, they had three, I think. Because Manziel was missing a couple of, couple of games. And Kelly was in there. Um, yeah, by the time I started watching, they had Izzy at quarterback, Devlin Isidore, and that was week two. And I think by week five, he got hurt. And then, uh, Bennett, I think, is his name. And that's like I said, you go from a you pretty much go from Lamar Jackson style quarterback to a Joe Flacco style quarterback. That gotta be completely different for a running line, back. boy. <laughs> Let me let me let me copy this real quick. Let me send y'all put this on the bottom so everyone can see the link. Okay. 
right there. That's the link right there. If you want to cop any Winner's Circle merchandise, Bryce and Eileen, you want to support, there's the link right there. Bonfire.com backslash Winner's Circle. We, we got we to get him back. Tell him what's up with the fat niggas. They all the fat niggas shit sold out. I'm trying to cop one. <laughs> Yeah, once they get back up and running, I'll support. But you know, the fat niggas gotta, gotta get some love too, Craig. Facts. <laughs> hey man, look, let's get right into it. NBA finals. Yo, mm. listen, uh, listen, all of us, I'm gonna let y'all go first because I'm excited. Like, I get the number one defense and the number two defense all year long in the league where teams are scoring over 110 points a game. Mm-hmm. It comes down to what we've been saying since day one. No matter how fast you speed the game up, the defensive teams matter. The two best defensive teams are in the finals, and I'm mm. loving every game. Mm. I didn't like that, that first game. I didn't like that one, that one bit. What you ain't like, Al? Mainly because Boston came back from being down 10, and I thought they was done. I, I thought that game one was going to go exactly how game two went. Oh, they, mm. they made their third quarter run like they normally do. And mm. Boston, I mean, I – Take hats off to them. I mean, Boston was resilient. They did come back and have be down 10 going into the fourth quarter and win the game by, what, 15? Yeah. One thing, Boston don't fold. They, they don't. They, they don't fold. And mm. I think that's a testament to, you know, the coach and the culture that he's he built. Like, for the most part, he had some games where it's like, all right, this is it. But for the most part, they, they are scrappy teams going to fight you. But the game one, I thought that fourth quarter was just a perfect quarter. Because when you look at it from a defensive standpoint, they didn't allow any open shots from anybody other than Draymond. So, like, everybody else, nah, you getting a hand up in your face. And then they hit every shot. Mind you, go to stay help by, by being lax in pick and roll situation and not closing out. So that helped a ton. You leaving professional shooters wide open airspace and daring them to shoot it. And then everybody was hitting. Like it was just a perfect storm came together. They took care of the ball. Like it was a perfect quarter and they stole that one. Now the game last night started out as a defensive slugfest. Like both teams was going at it. Like, I, I put up in the chat, um, in the um, sideline talk Facebook group, I said, man, first I gave love to Al Horford and the fact that, you know, he comfortably can switch out on Steph. Now, I'm not saying he's going to stop Steph. Like, there's no stopping Steph. I just – but for for you, for a coach to have a player of his size and play the position he play to say, you know what, I don't mind him switching out on Steph. I'm not panicking where I got to put him on the bench. I could play my best line. I believe him on the court. That's huge. That's that's like paramount. Every coach need to play, want to play like that. 
especially in this matchup. So that was great. And then um, Golden State, they matched the intensity. They followed Draymond's lead. It was one stretch in the second half where this might sound crazy, but even with the defensive player of the year on the court, Steph Curry like the best defender. And one stretch of the game last night, I'm like, yo, Steph is locking everything up. It was crazy. I'm like, this is insane. And then he turned, say it again. I don't know if y'all got the Bleacher Report um, <laughs> notification that I got. Like maybe last week, it's oh, a Biden called is- Steph a uh, two-way player. Yeah. <laughs> <And> look, <laughs> is Steph reaction? Right. <laughs> like, hey, hey, look, Steph. Hey, I get it. Like Hoopers, Hoopers know. Like he ain't no liability on the defensive end, especially not now in his career. Like, no, he going he gonna put the work in. But he had no. It was it was great. It was great. That third quarter run, combination of of Boston turning the ball over, um, forced and unforced, mm-hmm. and then uh, shout out to Sean Suggs. He was saying like at the halftime that um, go to Steph needed help. That third quarter, cool. Steph got some help. Cool party, my man. Nice brother. Let's go, Michigan. Me, I'm at Jordan Pool out there looking crazy. Like that last the buzzer beater. Like I wouldn't have went crazy off a regular buzzer beater. I went crazy because he did it off a cross. Right. Get back here. Yeet. Like, oh, he had Pritchard looking stupid. Like, wait a minute. I hate to say this because Steph is my guy. I mean Giannis and Steph fan, so I hate to say this, but if I'm watching the game and I ain't got my glasses on, sometimes I can't tell if it's pool of Steph. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> I gotta grab my glass. Like, who is, who is that on the? <laughs> I gotta grab my glasses hey, real quick. Listen, listen, man, man, I love me some Jordan Pool, yo. Big fan of him, even like at Michigan, and. The years when Steph was out, and everybody was like, man, go to state trash. Now I'm watching go to state. I'm telling you, Jordan, I was saying Jordan Poole, Damian Lee. Remember, uh, what's my, my man that was at Villanova? When he was at go to state, he was a problem. Then he went to um Utah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of his name right now. Dog skin kid. But anyway, like, it just shows you, like, those years when they was injured, they developed the talent well. And mm-hmm. like, here we go. We right back in it. Villanova, I remember is Chris <clears throat> Allen. Huh? So one person from Villanova, I remember is Chris Allen. I think that's his name. Of course, you're gonna remember that yeah. one. Yeah, he wanna be he wanna have his petty to come in real high. That's, that's the only I mean. one I remember. That mother. <laughs> Yo, him Alvin Kenny Smith both cried that night. True. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, that a buzzer beater to win the championship. Step, step right into it at three. You're like, god damn. <laughs> Like, it was bro. like it was like even Villanova fans were stunned. They was like, "Yeah, but yo, I lost my mind in here." You know, Jay Wright, my man. I'm like, yo, not a step into three. But he right. walked like nobody cared. Well, right. ain't gonna make it this. was like one of them OG ones. Like, I got you. All right, right? go on. Bah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, youngster, I told you. Got my hit. 
Hey man, but how y'all see this finals playing out? We even wonder one. Um, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go at it this this way. If if Herb keep uh showing love to Al Horford, they're gonna get swept for the rest of the year. Because <laughs> it seemed like in last series, last series Al Horford went bonkers. I told y'all niggas he he called it in the, the um on the show before the game. And he went, he went crazy, and then that nigga went bye bye sleep after that. And they still won that series versus Miami Heat. Same thing. As soon as the post came out, that nigga went cold. Like I ain't even watch all the game, and I was like, "Well, damn, what happened to Al Horford? Like, what's going on?" Look. So, so point blank period. Like, if the Celtics want to win, Herb just got to stop bluffing up on them until after the series and shit. <laughs> From the Warriors standpoint, I would just feel comfortable because, yo, they the, the two biggest stars from the Celtics is averaging damn near five to ten turnovers a game. Mm-hmm. And this ain't the heat. They're going to score on transition. They ain't going to just stop and hope on Jimmy Butler to just pray for a shot. This shit going to go down eventually for you. But Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, we know what Curry going to do. Uh, Draymond gonna get an easy layup. It's just a transition to team that's like you can't just keep turning the ball over with. Um, and to go back to Al Horford, I just believe I, I'm weighing that the Celtics are gonna win the series because I have this belief that niggas that don't deserve the ring want to win a championship. I've been going. I'm oh saying my this, god! I've been saying this shit since the LeBron area and shit. Like LeBron who, got a lot of niggas rings that didn't deserve who, rings. Who don't deserve so, a ring on the Celtics? Really. Yeah, like who don't? Al Horford ass don't deserve no ring. How? He don't deserve no ring. All Al Horford has done since we heard of him at Florida has been consistent, productive, and a really good player. He's a lone survivor. That's that's just you being the basketball fan. This this is from the outside looking at me. I I have a theory about this, and I'm right. (laughs) And for the Warriors to win, they need to stop. And he was in Sierra video. I don't even remember that. I don't. I'm thinking like what oh, video? Right, right. I was like, I remember Mellow. Um, I remember <laughs> what didn't uh, one of the Giants niggas was in one of the Mello videos. Was in the Sierra video? Huh? Mellow was in the Sierra video. Yeah, he was a cheating nigga in one of his first albums. He was he was cheating, so he was foreshadowing what shit he was going to do later. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. But like, yeah, niggas don't remember no fucking Al Horford and shit, and no goddamn Sierra video. Oh, that's but, funny. For the Warriors to like really like stop playing with people is like their role players need to stop playing how Herb used to play me back in the day when we was in high school. Like I'm just a role player. I'm just here to get rebounds, get a couple layups in there. Herb be like, yo, stop playing. I'm a dog this nigga and give me 30. And that's with a cast on both part of his limbs and shit. Like that's what <laughs> that's what the Warriors need to do. So people like white. To the, to the white boy 11 and the rest of the role players, they just need to start dogging them and believing like, yo, we are the better team. No matter what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown doing, like I give Brown a, a little bit more credit than what mm-hmm. I have been in the pre- previous years because I'm, I'm still kind of not a believer. I mean, awesome. I think he's a good player, but that's just me personally because of what I've seen over the past four to five years. So I just think it's an up and down Serious compared to who wants it more, who gonna have the better uh uh coaching um change after this first half. Well I think 
Well, one, I'm not asking Al Horford to drop like 25 a night. Like that ain't that ain't hell no, not from Al at 36. Al wasn't even doing that consistently in Atlanta. Right. I think he made the also also game at like 19 and 15. You feel me? It was somewhere around there. But as long as he's being himself and that that scheme, what he wanted to do, they'll be fine. I honestly think this season alone, Boston has the better roster, and from top to bottom, I think he got the better, like the better core roster. Yeah, then he got a better roster as far as like their rotation, and they seem the more together. However, I picked Golden State to win it because they got the experience and overall the better player, being Steph. So I still think it it goes seven <laughs> games. You know, like I said, I'm a I'm a I'm a technically a new Laker fan, but. When Kobe retired five years ago, like five years removed, I'm a five-year Laker fan. So I can't technically root for Boston. But, yeah, just being unbiased, I think Golden State should should do it in seven. Mm. Um, let's, let's transition here. We got one shot at the stop it for today. Who else is in? Just one. Is he the one? He the last, yeah, he the last player in the league from. You talking about from Florida? Mm-hmm. When Florida was like, he was on national championships. Oh five, yeah. oh six, and oh six, oh seven. Yeah. Sorry. So, shop it or stop it. We're gonna, the statement is going to be at the bottom. Mm-hmm. If you agree with this statement, you shop it. If you disagree, you stop it. Either way, one here you speak your piece. Shop it or stop it. The Warriors will not win the NBA championship unless Klay Thompson provides more offensively. Shop it or stop it? Looking at me, I'm guessing. All eyes on me, I'm going to have to go with shop it, unfortunately. I mean, I think Steph Curry is amazing, but we all know Draymond Green is not there for offense. Jordan Poole is sporadic at times. He's hot. He's cold. So Clay Thompson is the the vet that's there. Especially like we trying to close this out. We want to need Game Six Clay to close that out in Boston. Yeah, you forgot somebody being disrespectful, but it's Who? okay. Iguodala. No, he was the number one draft pick. I'm talking about Wiggins. <laughs> <sighs> Forget about Wiggins. No, nah, I mean, if it wasn't for Andre Ego would die, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Wiggins, I guess, but I still see him more as a defensive player and that third option. Really. Now, he's doing a hell of a job. You know, I don't think um, Tatum has really had a good game yet in the NBA Finals. Mm. And you know they throw Wiggins at him. They got bo- they the Warriors have bodies that they can throw at certain scores on these teams. I mean they did the same thing with Luca, 
and they're doing that with Jason Tatum and just keep that in rotation. I thought Tatum played pretty good last night. I mean, it was pretty good. Was it great? Like, I, like, I think I think he played well. I think I Brown mean, six, had a hell of a game. Six out of nine from three is impressive. Anybody was high for three in the first half. It's not like he didn't show up at all. I mean, he had no. I didn't say he didn't show up. I'm not saying he played bad. I didn't even say he played bad. I just said he's not playing great. Yeah, my thing was um, my guy Jalen Brown. Like he started the game with 13 points in the first quarter and finishes the game with 17. Like (laughs) that's that's an issue. That's a real issue. And you know he went cold. He finished like five out of nineteen from the field. So that's that that hurts. Um, he had a comment um, at the game saying, you know, it was some home cooking going on with the referees a little bit. But I mean, you know that's what Draymond Green provides. So the coach already told him last season to stop. I mean, last series stop complaining about the refs and just start going ahead and play. Just play. Just play. Just play through it. You're going to get the – I mean, you got a lot of cards in last series that you shouldn't have got. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, and yeah. it's not going to go always your way. You just got to play through it and fight through it. Right. Um, to answer the question, I'm going I'm to stop it. I don't believe he needs to be more offensively because that just means they're going to win to their norm. Like, I expect them to win in five and six if Clay Thompson comes back mm. and score 20-plus – to, to 30 or whatever, and, and Steph gets his normal or whatever. I think for for them to win five and, and five and six, then yes, that's that. But I don't believe they need to have him to do that to win this series. I just think he needs to be competitive, score his 15 to 20, make sure he uh, limits White, Al Horford, or whoever he's guarding on the defensive route, and make sure he plays the best of his ability. Because like you just said, Wiggins is the more aggressive one who's been going at the line more often, especially in, these, in the past series. So I think Wiggins and um, Poole are the ones who need to like, at least get that average up to meet and match what Clay used to do or what he used to could do. So I don't believe that he needs to be more offensively. I just think he needs to be consistent 15 to 20 or less, and they can still win the series. They just need to continue to get the turnovers and let the team dictate, especially off the bench how they can win in six or seven. Gotcha. And I'm, I'm, I'm going the same direction. He only do, needs to do more offensively. Um, he already does – like, what he's doing is enough, like, as a whole. Because when you look at the whole picture – this is his first year playing, you know, a lot of games again. Mm-hmm. Like he's starting to hit that. What's, what's his? What's this? Eighteen games in the in the uh, playoffs so far, and he played thirty-one regular season games. So that's 50, forty-nine games. Mm-hmm. So he's starting to get around that fifty-game mark, where you know the body is starting to adjust, and he's coming off you know significant injury. But you're still asking him to guard Tatum, to guard Brown, to be that defensive player, you know, to switch, to, mm-hmm. you know, not give airspace. And then on the opposite end, you still want him to hit, hit shots when need be. Run off your screens, catch, shoot. And if it's not falling, it's not falling. Just keep shooting it. He's mm-hmm. getting good looks. Boston, you'll give Boston credit. 
they're doing a good job of not of limiting how much airspace he get to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's going to fall. But it's not like Steph had two out-of-this-world games where he carried the whole team. Right. Steph only had, what, 28 points? 30 points? 29. 29. Like, come, like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. they, it still was – it was a typical Golden State flow type of game. Mm-hmm. And we, we're not – like, Clay Thompson hasn't been, like, a 25-point-per-game score. You know, like he had 22 was the highest of his career. Like 22, 21, that's where he at. Mm. So like he's fine. Keep playing what you're doing. It's going the ball's going to drop. Wiggins is averaging 15 points per game in the playoffs and in the finals. So he's right where he's been all playoffs. So it's like you get that. Clay continue to do what he do. The key to it to them winning this series and has been every series since they've been who we believe they to be as the Warriors is Draymond Green. That's it. Like, I don't know if y'all need any more proof than last night. Like, Draymond might not he's he's not gonna score 15 and ignite because they don't ask him to. Mm-hmm. They ask him to run the show. Be the dirty guy. You know what I mean? Set the tone. Set the picks. See plays develop three moves ahead. Like, when he's doing that, man, they tough. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like John mentioned earlier, like, the, the coaching adjustments. Both teams made great coaching, made coaching adjustments. And then when you got another player on the court, like Draymond, who was adjusting as well and sitting on the fly, it's just a chess match that you love. Because you got yeah. smart players on both sides of the court, whether it's Draymond, whether it's Marcus Smart. You got talented, like, all-world players and scorers like Steph and Tatum and Brown and Clay. Like, it's just a perfect series for me. Like, I'm enjoying every second of it. I, I know that uh, the Celtics have to play better than what they showed in Miami. Like, they won a series in seven, but they can't do what they did in Miami and expect to win this series. Nah, I'm sorry. Nah. It was a game where they, like, of course, they blew out the uh, heat, but it was 90-something to 80. It was like, bro, that y'all barely scratched the surface. Y'all yeah. done turned a lot ball um, over a lot. I mean, the heat was just overmatched, and, like, they was passive after a while where they felt like shit wasn't falling. Right. And um, it, uh, Lowry just wasn't where he needed to be. Uh, African yo act like he ain't never had a good season in the league. So it was Bam. Oh no, 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 I wasn't even talking about him. I wasn't even talking about him. But oh, he was, Oladipo. Yeah, I'm talking about that first um, But you got you gotta remember, yo, like only this Victor's still working. He's still working, but when you can you touch that court injury, you can touch that court, you need to go at people, not settle. Well so, yeah, and, and I think and I think that's the thing, you know. Try I think he was trying to play within the role that they had for him. And not being overly aggressive, if you get what I'm saying. But yeah, you see how you figure it out next season. Um moving on. Quinn Snyder says the Jazz need a new voice. Mm. Wow. Who y'all think steps in for the jazz? First question. And second question. 
is now the right time for Donovan Mitchell just to say I'm out of there, whether it be Donovan or Rudy, because it seemed like all year long this past season and even the season before, there's been reports of how Rudy and Donovan Mitchell don't really uh, coexist. Mm -hmm. So I don't think either of them move for the simple fact of this is the year that Utah hosts all-star weekend you're not going to get rid of your all-stars for that draw like that that's a year that this this city this this town is going to make a lot of money so for that aspect you don't move those guys okay because one of them if if not both at least one of them are all-stars but what if what if one demands a trade like you know what i mean like donald say could be like i'm out of there i don't want to play here I mean, it's tough. I mean, I've been saying Donovan Mitchell needs to move because I, I, I like I don't think Utah and LeBron kind of headed to it when he was, you know, they was doing the, um, the All-Star draft. He was kind of saying it in jest, but you kind of get buried in Utah. I mean, you kind of forget about it. Like you said, nobody uses them in NBA Jam or nothing. You got Stott in them alone. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas never sure didn't use them. No matter how good Stockton <laughs> Malone was, never used them in me. Right. Yo! That's, oh my gosh. That's hilarious. All it's right. Petty, petty foul. But which, all right, so if they stay out, um, which coach do you think can get them over the hump? Because Quinn Snyder is a hell of a coach. He Since he's been there, they've been what? Arguably, what top four seed? Damn it, every year. Somewhere on there. Yes, about him in top four. Okay. Yeah, so he's a he's a great coach. He could get him there, but he just can't get over the hump. Like who's like who's out there? So like, I don't know who he has currently on his staff there. If they want to do a higher within, I mean uh-huh. I don't know if it's one of those guys. If they looking at names, I mean obviously Frank Vogel is available. <laughs> um. It's Mike, no, Mike Brown is not somewhere. I don't know who else is available. I forgot who who like was going at. I mean, of course you got the uh, the usual suspects that's out there. I mean, Mark Mark is out there. The Van Gundys are out there. Um, Sam Cassell is out there. I don't know if he wants that. Right. I mean, just saying. I'm just throwing some names who are available. I don't think either of those three. I mean, those three may work. Yeah. I just kind of think they are better off in the booth. Right. Coaching in this this era, this this time. I don't know how much volume they would get from young players. Really? I really don't. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think the, the big thing is is communication. Like you can communicate effectively, you can coach anybody. I think. It's yeah, a matter of what is the last I, time Jeff coached? I mean, I don't think Jeff will take that job though. <laughs> like looking at it, you know, Jeff probably wanted a perfect situation. All right. And Stan was in New Orleans, Zion's rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. Somewhere around there, yeah, I believe so. And then then on TV. Yeah. Since COVID, I think. Just yeah. the pandemic. I mean, I guess he could take the sidelines again. 
and then Mark hasn't been since Steph Stephen Curry didn't have a ring or was called the greatest shooter of all time. Like that's how long Mark Jackson has been out but, of the job. When Mark Jackson said that Steph Curry was the greatest shooter of all time, people thought it was a joke. That's how long it's been since he had a coaching job. He ain't lying. <laughs> and I don't think he'll ever get one. He said something to somebody he shouldn't have said. Yeah, I, it's deeper than, than you know, Yeah, mm-hmm. coaching. All right. You see the, you see the question now? Will Darvin Ham succeed as Lakers head coach? Mm-hmm. Why you why you do this to him? When Genie sell a franchise? <laughs> huh? I said, when did Genie sell a franchise? Oh, you gotta explain. It don't matter who you put on the court. If that front office ain't right, and we still the Los Angeles Clutch Sports Alliance uh, agency, we ain't winning the damn thing. Russell Russell Wash. Washbrook still out there running around. See, I went all year letting this Westbrook slander go with all the people. I'm gonna try to, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. We got a couple more segments, so I'm gonna try to be nice and not go in on that nonsense. But yeah, Russell Westbrook needs to go. I don't know why we bought him in if he said he ain't trying to win the title, we're trying to win titles. <laughs> I don't see where that marriage comes from. Um, when did he say he's not trying to win titles? LeBron old as a whore. If we can get rid of them too for some young guns that can actually play, I'm with it. He had the young guns, but uh, like Herb say, let them niggas go or trade them. We did. Like I said, we All became right. the Los Angeles Clutch Sports Agency. So I think. All right, so when it comes to success as a Lakers head coach, typically that means you win a championship. Because it, uh, amongst Lakers fans, nothing else matters unless you win a championship. I understand that. But there's levels to winning championships. One reason I'm gonna give I'm gonna give I'm trying to give you at least three reasons why I think Darvinham will succeed as a Lakers coach. I'm not I'm not saying they're gonna win the title this year. Um, I'm not even saying they're gonna win the title. I'm just gonna say it's gonna be successful. First reason. Un go go ahead. That's an oxymoron. Because that's because. You can't be a successful Lakers coach and not win the title like that. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not predicting they win the title because we don't know what the roster going to look like. It's June 6th. Maybe see me in like August. Maybe I. I yeah, see me in. Not even August. Yeah, August. See me in August, and I'll let you know. But success for him. Reason number one. Unlike Frank Vogel. Who, and who was the coach before Vogel when LeBron was here? Since LeBron. It's always been Vogel? No. no we who was it? Got rid of somebody. Was it Luke? Who was it? Yeah, it was Luke. I think Luke was gone. Luke. Luke was here the first year. 
they basically it, it Luke was here with the young kids, right? And right, then right. they brought LeBron in, played that one year with the young kids. They said, No, we want them more young guys, let's just go ahead and try to win it all. They brought in Frank, mm-hmm. but what they did when they brought in Frank was they told Frank, You can't pick your staff. You gotta have Jason Kidd with you, right? So basically, you you low key you give him the job, but you handcuff him at the same time, right? Not only that, you gonna have one of the uh, front office guys and Kurt Rambis. He needs to be in your coaches' meetings every week. Mm-hmm. Somebody like you handcuffing the man. This is front office, right? That's showing me you not trusting me to do my job. They're not doing it with Darvin Ham. They said, Darvin, we respect your resume. We respect what you can do. We, we respect the um, morale you have and the rapport you get amongst players around the league and runs, runs amongst the uh, the um, coaching ranks and everybody who understand basketball around the league. You do your thing. We're staying out of it. That's number one, why he would be successful. Number two. The coaching tree that he's come from. He his first year as assistant coach was with the Lakers under Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. That one after that year, Mike Budenholzer got a head coaching job with Atlanta, took Darvin Ham. He mm-hmm. was assistant with Budenholzer in Atlanta and even Milwaukee. Budenholzer was groomed under who Al? That Pop? No. Greg Popovich. Greg Pop. Okay. Yes. Budenholzer has been successful everywhere he went. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, he got Atlanta to the first, what, number one seed in their no, history? Yeah. They couldn't get, couldn't beat LeBron. A lot of people couldn't beat LeBron. Nobody in the East, right. right. Go to Milwaukee. He took them from the basement. Them to help develop Giannis to who he is today. He won a championship. Could have won another one. You know what I mean? Like, they've been consistently good. <clears throat> Double has been learning under him. Not only has was Budenholzer under that tree, if you look at the two coaches in the finals now, they were under the Popovich tree. Right. And who had free reign to coach as they feel and build their staff. That's the second reason why I think Dalton will be successful. Third reason why he should be successful, he's the type of coach who, who understands how the game is played now. He's named, like He hasn't been inactive. And he ain't no pushover. If LeBron is BSing, LeBron Matavi BSing. If you got a problem, you're going to fight it out in the back and get back here and, and, and work it out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you need. You need an alpha. You need somebody who going to call you on your BS. So, and, and he preaching, if you look at how their teams play, they play on the defensive end first, then it translate offensively. He's been preaching since his press conference. Defense is first. He said, I already talked to Russ. Sacrificing defense has been like, those are two words I heard more than anything. Sacrifice, defense, and uh, team. That's all I've been hearing. So I think it will be successful. It's just a matter of how successful. Is it? Is it to the championship level? That's like right now, that's hard to say, even as a Laker fan. Because you got 
Your best player is 37. The second best player and the player that you're going to build your team around hasn't been healthy. And your third best player is 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 going to be your sacrifice guy. So it's hard for me to say they're going to be successful to the point of where they're going to win the title when they got Golden State in the league. When you got a rising team like Minnesota and Memphis and Boston and Milwaukee, you get what I'm saying? I can't say that. But better than they've been last year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We just got to see how it play out. Like, the, the what sucks is they do this now. They give a coach free reign now when you don't have no future assets. If you just did this, I ain't going to do it, John. I ain't going to do it. Yeah, go ahead. I ain't going to do it. But you know how it is. If this was the plan back then when I said it, hell, we'd be on banner what by now? 20? I don't know what you're talking about, but all right. Like, we'd be banner 20 by now. They listen. But let the record. Like, bro, come on. You know who you thought was leading us to banner 20? Huh? Never mind. That's some more LeBron hate. That's my bad. He hurt. Hold up. No, no, now you got LeBron hate. But you was against the youth movement. For AD? Yes. <sighs> ain't my fault AD fragile as a whole, but yes. No. Hey, John, you know, you know why that's so funny? I'm the big AD fan. Mm-hmm. And I say don't get rid of everybody. Right. You did say that. <laughs> you like everybody. You said everybody can go except for these three now. Right. Everybody can go except for Ingram. Yo, and he was part of that, right? Yeah, I'm like, man, keep, I'm like, keep ball, keep bi. Nah. Joe can go. Like, Joe no, can go. Like, Art like, definitely could go, and Kuzma could go, and send us AD. Bro, they got rid of Clarkson. They got rid of everybody. Y'all niggas dumb, dumb as hell. I like Clarkson. I was trying to make Clarkson <laughs> a top player. That was that was the guy. That was the only person I liked on the team before. He, um, but but he is one of the top players in the league. Before LeBron left, <laughs> I mean, before LeBron came, that was the person on, I was trying to force his eye number one go to. Wow. I was like, no, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of side orders. We ain't got no main dish. <laughs> they was just young. You know how I go with young players. They get they they grow. They get better. Hmm. So let's just a uh, quick transition before we go back to the NBA. Quick transition right here, John. Who should Javante Tank Davis fight next? We seen over the weekend Devin Haney put on a boxing exhibition against Cambosis to become an undisputed champ. So they had 135. I think um Cambosis is trying to exercise his uh rematch clause. Mm. I don't know why, because he got whooped. Like, you didn't look like you belong in the ring with Shorty. Mm. But he's trying to exercise the rematch to fight Devin again mm-hmm. to get the belts. So I don't think that's going to be in the works where Tank can fight Devin and just take all the belts. But so what you think? Uh, With that lingering, and that might be a little uh, liability, I, I don't see any of those two. And he fighting saying, 
I still don't see the Ryan Garcia shit um, at all. Even though people want that fight, I see dragging his feet. Yeah, I, I mean Garcia got to deal with Cruz, huh? Garcia got to fight Cruz next. Nah, they that got canceled. Yeah, they got that got canceled about like two weeks ago. So he fighting some black dude or some Dominican dude. Now the same, the same, uh, the same date, but just some, he fighting somebody different. So um, maybe he was like, I, I just feel like he picking his opponents and shit like that, and then talking shit. So, um, shit, maybe uh, um, Lomachenko, maybe fight Tio, maybe fight somebody. Somebody that he can feel like they can bring a a, a draw crowd to a pay-per-view fight. Because when you think about it, the two names you mentioned have big followers. Mm-hmm. Well, especially Lomachenko. Like, Lomachenko got a whole country. Right. But he's still, he's still, he's still, you know... Yeah, got a gun in hand, right? Fighting, you know, in the war, yeah, over there. So, so. it's 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 tough for me to say. I mean, before you know it, he's going to have to fight uh Haney or somebody else. I just think Haney doesn't bring the following that he's looking for money wise, purse wise. Like, yeah, that's good, yeah. that's good for like people who know what this what sport of boxing is, but like as a, somebody who don't know boxing and don't know like um. The ins and outs, like that's not a crowd drawing fight. Like it's not gonna be tense on your on your feet to watch that fight. Like you're just gonna be like, all right, I know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a minute. He's gonna stay outside. He's gonna box. Uh David's gonna try to get get inside eventually, fight, see how that goes. There's gonna be a lot of stalemate shit going on. Nobody really wanna see that fight and draw. Yeah, it's not gonna bring no money to the table. Yeah. So I can see like the the TO and if um the Chico was here and all that, but I, I I really don't know. They just want Randy Garcia to fight because of his his quickness and his eventually right hand power or hook or whatever he want, and to see Gavante Davis knock his ass out or not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Garcia earned that that type of fight just Fuck yet. No. Lopez, shit. on the other hand, like him being, I think him and Haney are top ranked guys. Like you, they still get regular ESPN fights. Yeah. Like that's what you you catch them at now. Lopez is similar to Isaac Cruz from a standpoint is you know he's gonna come forward. He got strong like strong hands. So what Tank and and Lopez that would be like who's the strongest puncher in the in the in the division, right? So I can see how you build that up. Um, somebody going out with a knockout. That's that's that type of fight you would think. Yeah. Shit talking based on how yeah. strong he is, yeah. A lot of yeah. trash talking. So I, I could see it. I could see it. I just feel like, like you said, the bigger the big money fight, especially with him leaving Mayweather and kind of like going on his own now. You would think I need a big money fight to, as, as my first one without the Mayweather umbrella. Mm-hmm. If he chooses to to um stay that way and build right. his own brand like he like you know that's been rumored to plan so like Lomachenko would be great at 135 I think Tank mentioned after this fight after the Roley fight like um 135 will, will be the, the you know the, the way he going like to stay at okay so he ain't gonna go back up and down and yeah 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 like, okay so All like right. 
Lomachenko would be great because that's a that's a tech like that's a technician in the ring and who will punches. punish you to a loss or he could knock you out. Right. And he got a whole cut. Yeah, that would be that would be the biggest fight for me. That yeah. would like to see Tank Tank Tank. Right. Tank and, we, and Lomo. Yeah. 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 That'd be the biggest draw that you can think of that can and, be like box office. And not only that, like it will give Tank more credit because a lot of people just see Tank as a knockout artist. Like, mm. nah, Shorty could actually box. Yeah. Like, He's a good technician in the ring now. I mean, the fight that he had, like, what, last weekend? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was him boxing. I mean, he got the knockout, but he was setting this dude up the whole night. Right. And everybody's seen it. Right. Yeah, he keep leaning, he keep reaching. (laughs) He keep reaching. He won't get that jaw tested. (laughs) You keep reaching like that. He reached. Bow. All right. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, so hopefully we'll see what will come up um, down the line with that. That should be exciting. Um, whatever you do choose. What happened to Wilder real quick? Like, what's what's Wilder doing? He said he oh. want to come back, but you know when you when you get it's it's something about the pride of you know certain, ah. certain alpha men who who get their ass whipped on national live television or just around the way locally. And technically, and, and technically three times. I ain't no technically. He got his ass with three times. You, three can times. Go to a, you can go to a Wilder fan and, and, and they try to sugarcoat that shit if you want to. He got, he got his ass with three times. Three times. Three Same times. Man, three times. Like, leave right. that man alone. Nigga, nigga went to the barbershop. I knocked his ass down, though. Nah, but that nigga whipped yeah, your ass for okay. a whole hour. <laughs> but, hey, man, you close your eyes. You got one off. Right. You got up. And continue to whoop me. <laughs> And continue to whoop your ass. Nigga was like, nah, yo, but that was a 12 count. Like, nah, nigga. <laughs> He stayed. He got the fuck up. Yeah, he got up and he just kept whooping. Right. Mm-hmm. They gave uh Roly ass more time to get the fuck up with his ass. Judah fucking walked and they did uh the white boy. So I mean, yo, it's crazy. I watched your ankles when he got up. Like he not right. <laughs> yo, <laughs> he not before, right. <laughs> before he got up, he, you see his feet try to start like right. His feet were running. Nigga tried to start that car. That bitch wasn't that was shit was stalling on his ass and shit. Right. Nigga said step left for me. Nigga couldn't step left for shit. Mm-hmm. Got really out of there. He ain't tell you to touch his gloves or bring his gloves to his chest or yeah. nothing. You just doing it automatically. Then yeah, your head ain't there. Yeah. But in all seriousness, though, Wilder put his pride to the side. Look at it this way. Tyson Fury is now retired. Mm-hmm. So the only man that whooped you is gone. You can go get the crown back. Go get the crown. We all believe that that you have the knockout power to get rid of Anthony Joshua. I don't know about if you can outbox him. Ain't no way. I was just about to ask, was that fight still something that people wanted to see? It depends. Not not as much as when it was buzzing when it first started. Right. They'll still watch it. They'll but especially with um with Joshua losing to um uh, what's the name? Oleg. Oleg. Yeah. And they got a they got a rematch coming up. So we'll see out of that out of that rematch. Then we'll see if the buzz pick up from mm-hmm. there. Okay. Because he got Joshua out of there. I don't know. I don't even know no heavyweights. I know Long Chase. Yeah, you got, you got a couple young guys out there, but you know we'll see how that play out. I mean, um, down the line. 
The only but fight that everybody waiting to see to see if it's gonna get made is the uh the Crawford and um Earl Spence. It's rumored. It's it, it's yeah. a, it's it's hundred percent gonna happen. That's what Crawford is saying. Like, my whole thing is like, Bud, just relax. You don't get it. Ain't no fifty fifty split. I don't care if you got ten more fights in this man. You don't you don't bring in the crowd that that mm-hmm. man bring in. You fighting in ballroom still. <laughs> that man fighting at Texas Stadium. Mm. He already got the contract. Whenever he right. fight, right? Damn, Jerry right. said, "Arrow, you need it. I got you. Like <laughs> it's on, it's on demand. Like <laughs> take, take the lesser money. Take the, you know, take the forty percent of the purse or whatever. Mm. Going out there, get a big payday. Get your L. Hold that L. And go home. You know, maybe even have a rematch clause in where we could get a, a you know, a two fight deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Some like that's the one everybody wants to see for sure." I'm mad that your boy Canelo is fighting Triple G in a couple months. That's upsetting. I don't want to see that. See, no, see, that's upsetting to you because you want him to fight one particular fighter. See, a lot of people want him to fight three or four. Listen, listen. But you listen. want him to fight one nigga. It's not just one. Yes, it is. It's one nigga. You're right. But technically, no. I still no, want to see it. It ain't no technically Charlo. wrong. You no, want no, I still I still want to see the Charlos go at it. Him, him or the Charlo. I don't I don't see the Charlos. Well, shit. him and Andrade, you know. Mm-hmm. But Benavidez? Listen, nobody wants to fight Benavidez. I, I say Canelo because I think Canelo is ballsy enough to do it. He's skilled enough to do it. Yeah. When you listen to Charlo talk about Benavidez, I'm like, that nigga's scared. Yeah. Yo, when I cause I ain't like you've been talking about him for years, and I was like, all right, let me finally watch him. And I did the research why he, you know, he ain't have his belts no more. And I was like, all right, let me watch him. At first, he looked like he just came out the street and was selling oranges and shit. But then when he started throwing his left and right, yo, that shit sound like he got some some weights behind it. Like, not no weight, like he got some some shit in his gloves. Yeah. <laughs> God. Have you seen the fight yet, L? David Benavidez? Man, it's a sight to behold. That shit sound like it hurt when he when he Six throw that one, shit. Mexican and boxer. And it's accurate. Ooh. It ain't it ain't roly think he's stronger than everybody throwing dumb shit. It's precise mm. and get shit, and I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. And mm. he gonna keep throwing. Like even though he lanky, he's he gonna keep throwing and coming. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker proud. Charlo don't want to see that shit. I'm I'm just dead serious. I, I, I ain't gonna share the clip. I, I'll send it in the, uh in our chat, whatever. But it's a clip. I forgot what fight it was. In the crowd, you see Benavidez walks up and pushes Charlo. Charlo look at him and start backing away from him, <laughs> <laughs> talking trash, backing away from him. And, and like, then, yeah. and then episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Tyson's like, man. Hey, look, man, everybody wants to see you fight, you know, Benavidez. You know, call him out. Man, man, he know what it is. Nah, say his name. <laughs> you know what? Tell him he want to fight. Nah, man, look, anybody can get it. <laughs> no, Mike, egg him up. Nah, man, you got to say his name. Be real about it. You want to say his name. <laughs> he know better. He know what it is. Especially that last fight, they, they niggas was saying none of them fucking twins want that, want that smoke. Is his name David Benavidez? David Benavidez. Yes, Lord. Watch some highlights. Y'all ain't with no problems, y'all. I'm going to send y'all the clip. I'm going to post it in the group, too. Like, I yeah. just bust out laughing. Like, come on, Charlo. 
you setting us back. We don't run from no smoke. Like, come on, yo, chill out. Shit. And nigga had a slight jog to the car. <laughs> and then that, what Angel said back in the day, I had a slight jog to the car. Yeah. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. Yo, you stupid. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, last one. Last one before we get out of here. Will shortening the NBA season really help with player injuries? I'll let you go first. Because this is something you've been talking about for years now. I don't know if they're out with the player injuries. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm quite sure it will. But I think with any sport, adding that extra level of urgency, if you will, you only got this amount of time to get this done. I mean, in football, you got one, one and done. Ain't, ain't no tomorrow. Every game is game seven. Happen to be the most popular league. March Madness is popular in basketball. College best pop or the most popular time in college basketball is one and done. Like I said, every game is a game seven. So, so you're more talking about like shortening, shortening the playoffs. No, I'm saying as far as the actual season, like these seasons aren't long. College football season not really long. What ten games? <laughs> 11 and 12, he ran a big conference. Right, right. So you talk talking 10 weeks, not eight or however many weeks this season is now, and only two of them count. Because people don't watch you for, for February. Come on, it's football. Gotcha. You got February, March, and then playoffs been going on since April. last year. <laughs> playoffs are goddamn long. <laughs> I'm stupid. Ah, what you think, John? I, I think it could potentially uh hurt the NBA as a revenue and um a customer uh likeliness. Like you already got it's already it's a pandemic as it is, like tickets is already high as it, as it is, and you already got your players sitting out talking about rest days and shit like that, like. Kobe and his tour didn't have no fucking rest days. He was on the court. He was playing. Everybody got love. Got to see him on his farewell tour. So when you when you see something like that and then see where the league is going, it's like unless you make uh unless you expand the playing games in some type of form of fashion, I think it can hurt because that's just gonna make less people want to watch the game. Mm. And I'm talking about not people like as in me like. That's not really a hundred percent in the basketball watching the game as it is from regular season to playoffs. Like me, I pick it up from the All Star weekend to playoffs, and then that's where I, that's why I've been leaving it at every since probably AI retired. So um, I, I just think it can hurt the uh, NBA in, in that regard. Yeah, I really think um, if the focus is player injuries. And that's the the big reason why you want to shorten the season. I say don't shorten the season because John mentioned it. The organization already John mentioned it, and I heard um, CJ McCullough mention it um, like a couple hours ago. The organizations already have they sit down with their players and have designated rest days through each month. Just to, so you don't have, you know, 
a potential of an injury. Like, give your body a rest. Ain't really no more back-to-back NBA games. Okay? That's another thing. So you're not playing – like, you're getting plenty of rest time in between. The All-Star break. Remember back in the day – it's funny I can say back in the day now, but it was like you had the All-Star game on a Sunday, and then by that Wednesday or so, it was back to NBA games, right? Mm-hmm. Now you got to wait a whole week after the All-Star game to get back to NBA games. So you got all of that. You got masseuse, trainers – nutritionists, every resource imaginable is available to you to take care of your body. If you don't take care of your body, that's on you. Mm-hmm. That's a personal choice. That's that's all that is. Like, that has nothing to do with 82 games because they, like, they formatted it in a way where 82 games isn't as strenuous on the body now as it was in 2005. So it's like, come on, bro. We're we looking out for you. Like, what, what else do you want? Like, like, come on. Then on top of that, the way the game is played, it's not like every game is competitive anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you don't let teams play basketball like we enjoy watching until the finals. Or the conference finals. <laughs> like, you, you, what, what are we going to play? Uh, it's going to be 52 games of 136 to 142. Like, no. Like, come on, man. Like, listen, the game, the product going to take care of itself as long as you don't mess with the product. The product is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't touch That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get watered down at the wild. Like, nah, yo. Just That's let why it I like. That's why, like, like certain sports like hockey or baseball, you know, certain shit that just stay at almost at this raw form. Like, of course, they want to speed the game up in baseball because, you know, that's a three, four hour commit depending on the team or whatever. Right. But, like, it just stayed the same, stayed raw. You didn't advance it. You didn't degrade it. You just you're trying to make it, like, consistently better over time. Like, that's yeah. not what certain yeah. um franchises are doing. Yeah. But even with that, that's almost became like its detraction is that it's stayed the exact same through time. Like, baseball? Yeah. Like it's the exact same. Like it's tradition. Kind of the same thing with hockey. To like some tradition. But but I don't think it, it, it affected their money. It hasn't affected revenue. I I don't I've never I don't have a vantage point to, to say that. So. Yeah, I, I don't think. Well, true, true, but I would think it has an effective revenue. Like, what, what? I don't think that part would affect revenue. Them yeah. having like, not having a Derek Jeter in the league affects revenue. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like a name where everybody recognizes that knows the name or recognizes that face. Like, yeah, who's the face of baseball now? Mike Trout, um, Kershaw. Yeah, but, I want to see Otani. But, but I'm just saying, not, not the, the average person who don't know those names. Yeah. True. They might, like, they might like, like they would know Ken Griffey or Barry Bonds at one time. Or Roger Clemens. Everybody knew who Roger Clemens was. You, you know what I'm saying? I think that hurts revenue more than anything. To, 
think they're trying to make it Aaron, but he's too inconsistent. Yeah, that yeah. But but I mean, again, and I'm this is from somebody who kind of don't really watch baseball that much. Like I watch baseball playoffs. But I mean, if you look at what's kind of that joke that became the, the baseball hall of fame, not letting people in going years without a baseball hall of fame class because these voters ain't letting people in. Like the that tradition hurts. was really killing baseball. Yeah, it hurts too. Yeah, that hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and and uh NBA Hall of Fame uh switched up too. Um, I forgot who took over the Hall of Fame. I forgot who it was. I think it was Jerry Colangelo. Okay. I think he's in charge of Hall of Fame now, so you it should be a little different seeing who gets into the NBA Hall of Fame than it was before. Everybody's still going in, including the janitor. But... <laughs> Everybody yep. gets in the Hall of Fame. Hey, man. Yeah, Let me see. Yeah, we covered it all today, man. Right. No mm-hmm. Ravens talk. Any? No, I'll let the Raven talk go. Yeah, we, we, we say that for uh, when Tay eventually brings his ass back. We say that. We say the Raven talk for later. So, so when it really matters. Not being there. Mini, Cat, Mini Cat will be here next week. Yeah. So that's is this, when. Is this, mad, is this mandatory? Yeah, mandatory Mini Cat is next week. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this week is the last week of voluntary OTAs. <laughs> this is the last week. So we'll see if he, if he shows up. Yeah, I just I find it I find it surprising that like, you know, if you if you do watch the morning sports, like he's the the only NFL conversation that they have to have, like headlining at the the top of the morning if there is an NFL talk. It's like only thing that was bigger than Lamar Jackson not coming up there or not having his contract was Aaron Donald getting thirty one point seven a year (laughs) with his new contract this afternoon. Like, god damn. Shout out to Aaron Donald and Donda Sports. Jeez. That's a hell of a deal. Yeah. They made that work. Said, no. okay. I guess he ain't retiring then, huh? No, I guess he not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not until 2024. <laughs> it's 31 real quick. Right. Enjoy enjoy these last three years of Aaron Donald. Yeah. For real. Probably two of the let's say one of the possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if they go back to the Super Bowl in one of these three years, they're actually that deal. I say if they if they don't get as far as he want to get, he'll come back that second year, and then hey, that'll be his farewell tour. Yeah, all right. I say he get all ninety five million. Right. Then I'm about it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Every, every, in this three years, if they don't make yeah. the Super Bowl, he's gone. He's definitely God bless you. I got my ninety five. <laughs> I got my ring. I try to get y'all another one. Y'all gonna put a, a statue out front of me. My jersey going in the rafters. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's anything left for him to check off on the Hall of Fame ballot at all. No, he Hall of Fame already. Easy. Yeah. Right. Easy. I think only thing he's chasing now is possibly greatest defensive lineman, and that depends on if you want to be uh, Al, Al, a historian and you know bring up the mean Joe Greens and Al. Al, you funny. You funny. Now, he, you, hear, you hear him, Joe? What I say now? He said chasing greatest defensive lineman. 
Do you know, Al, there's a, there are millions of people in the world right now who believe he's arguably the greatest defensive player. They believe it's mm-hmm. LT or Aaron Donald That's or fine. Dion. He in that conversation right now at 31 years old. That's fine. That's what people believe. Forget, forget defensive line. They say, no, nah, he passed Sap. He passed White. He passed all of them. He he's been been you, you see Sap interview? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yes, that's, that's all I got to pre- say. Sap was preaching on that thing, boy. <laughs> said, I wish the <laughs> fuck I was playing in this time of era. Yo, Sap was <laughs> oh, preaching. <laughs> Sap was preaching. Even about AD, he was preaching. Like, man. But, you know, I'm just saying, there's people out here who really think that high. I'm like, I don't think that high that he's, you yeah. know, greatest defensive player. I mean, he got the resume. To you know, to yeah. make a solid case. I mean, I don't sure, think he's but, regular, but people people only see what they they was living to see. We seen more football and watched more football than they ever could think of. They, they their resume is only but can go so far. Yeah. So they only watching what they could see. Real quick, yeah. one guy had a discussion, but is it just me or do people are people easier to say? Like the now is the better era of football than it is for basketball. Like niggas will hold on. Yeah. What you mean? It's easier. Niggas will hold no, on easier. to the, the the greatness of Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> but you'll never hear nobody trying to make the, make the point for Otto Graham. Like no, no that's different though. Will's Will's different. Like, what I'm saying is like that style of basketball. Like people are trying to. You know, you you gotta have Jerry West up there, but you don't have nobody sitting there. I'm like, nigga, make a case for Sammy Ball. Like, you don't have that in, in the sport. <laughs> <before>. Like, <laughs> nah, nah. But I think I see. I thought you were saying like it's easier for people to say this generation of football is better than what's been, and they would say the past generation of basketball is better than it now. That's what I thought you were saying. But I mean, I'm kind of saying that, but I'm saying as far as like the players, like people hold on, like no matter what happens, no matter how many rings, Steph Curry, LeBron, it, whatever rings. game. But what I'm saying is they'll never be better than certain players. Like they won't climb over certain players, no matter what. But Peyton Manning is in top three call of I mean quarterback conversations over. Sometimes we would be over Joe Montana. Because I don't think it's always about rings. I think, and I think that's the biggest misconception with with our generation. We think rings are the end all be all. Mm-hmm. When it's not, like, like I don't, I don't care how many rings. Um, let me see. Like. It's hard for me to say a player. I'm gonna say I'm gonna use basketball. One basketball. I'm gonna try to use one football. It's gonna be hard for me to say a player on a court is better than Charles Barkley because he has a ring. Like Robert I can't Horry. say, huh? Like Robert Horry. Right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use, that, I'm use I'm gonna use somebody like um who got rings. Like KG, KG, my favorite player. He's like my favorite power forward, one of my favorite five players ever. But looking at that career, I can't say KG was better than Charles Barkley. 
Like, like Barkley was just a whole nother level mm-hmm. of like it was one, he was undersized playing with Giants and dominating them, kind of mm-hmm. like Aaron Donald does on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Super undersized, shouldn't even be playing a position right. and dominating Giants. You get what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's gonna be it's hard for me to to say like without without like a a, a show enough like com- kinda, comparing it like I can't just say you kind of glamorize the past of basketball while we always kind of think futuristically of football and this might be self included yeah see like, but- it's gonna be hard pressed for anybody to tell me Magic Johnson like anybody's passing Magic Johnson. Like see, niggas gonna have to climb right. the highest fucking pedal pedestal ever see, to convince and, me that they're better than Magic Johnson. And I think that's just an individual basis because I'm always I'm waiting for the next person who I truly believe is better than Mike. I'm sorry, better than uh Michael Bryant or Kobe Joy. Mm-hmm. I wait for somebody to pass them people. Mm-hmm. I ain't see it yet. But I'm looking forward to it. Like, like you might hate them all you want. It's gonna be hard to find somebody better than Kevin Durant. Yeah, as far as game wise, I don't like, think it might be. That's gonna be hard. You feel me, John? Like, who doing what Shorty doing? Like, right. I don't think anybody could detract from his game at all. I don't give a damn what right. you feel about him. Yeah, <laughs> like, like game wise, like, like football, like Montana was excellent. To, in some people's eyes, there hasn't been a quarterback better than Montana yet. And they they left the point to the rings. What do you got? Five of them? Four. Four rings? Mm-hmm. But then you look at Brady, it's like... I mean, I don't think anybody gets seven. Like, we can cancel that. How can you go against Brady? Like, even, <laughs> even if Brady... Like, all right, so look. is Like, with Brady, is it the rings or is it the skill? I think it's both. Because let's just say when he had four, like when he had four, is when I when I started saying it. it like what if he only had what if he had one, John? What if he had one but had like longevity of his career? Yes, say say take take everything. He got every record there is right Jack now, right? Is just one ring and one ring. I don't think I could say he's a goat, the greatest man. See, but that's because that's because rings is the end all be all. He got it's everything not. else. I just don't think that. With what he did, with how the game has allowed him to actually put up better numbers. Like, I think the quarterbacks of this era that's coming in, this new crop, the Joe Barrows, Justin Herbert, the way the game is going, I feel like they're going to be up there in the top 10. They're going to start filling up this top 10. That's, but that's only, the if they have, that's only if they have the longevity. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. If they, Burrow if, is, if they take care of their body off the field. Yeah, it's a little bit more sketchy for Burrow with all the major injuries he didn't had to his legs. He's already he, you could say he already in his thirties, right? Well, and not and not only that, the mindset of these kids are different. Even look at Aaron Donald, who's who's in in age, he's closer to us than he is the kids now. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald said, "Coming in, I only wanted to play eight years." Most kids ain't even thinking like you know. Let me just get if I can do seven, eight years in the league, and they get out, I'm good. Kids come yeah. in with that mindset now. So I mean it, it depends. Like it's it's just wild. Well, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, people are a little more receptive to one sport instead of the other. 
Yeah, I just don't remember that this pushback on Tom Brady being the GOAT that niggas will barbershop argue every goddamn day that LeBron ain't. Like, it's probably like niggas was just way more receptive. <laughs> like, they ain't never hit the, the 4 and 0 is better than 4 and what was it, 2 at the time? Yeah. It's, I, I don't know because it's it's the rings. Rings ain't everything, right? But what I'm saying, they both had four and two. I was able to say that Tom Brady was the goat after he beat the LOB and no dynasty was ever started on his watch. That's why. I, that's why I hope that Steph at least he wins this this ring because I I just kind of find it funny how on uh, sideline talk when they was getting their asses whipped game one. Like Facebook sideline talk was just jamming. Like I was like, "Where's all this random like bullshit hate coming from?" And no. then like the other night, that shit was quiet. Like it was nothing. Chirp, chirp. Like niggas had the they, they had their books ready. They had the stats game one. They had the Kevin Durant need this, and and I was like, "Well, where the fuck is this coming from?" From and then right, not the a night, single bashing yesterday. I just yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what it is about sustained success that the human nature just hates, but mm-hmm. that's not healthy, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you win, like you root for a player, they win in the right way, and they win it too much. No, nah, that's it. I'm I'm tired of it. What you mean? So exactly. learn from it. They give you the game, they give you game, learn the game how you can win the right way that much. In your profession, like come on, true. Like root for somebody to to get on that level and beat them. Don't just say I wish they fall. Like, no. That's right. hating. That's crabbish. That's unhealthy. That is, true. that is true. That's bad for your mental health. If we talk about mental health a lot in this generation, that is Especially terrible you, for your mental health. If you try um, to look for the look for the stats to hate for no reason, right. it's like fuck that come from. Like, bro, and then you, and then the other thing is you robbing yourself from enjoying what you're witnessing. Right, the now, being in the now. Oh, right. That's why it, it, it's funny because, like, when I meet, I meet like NFL players or, or like prominent people, I don't like, I never think to take a picture. Like, I could care less. I'm here, I'm in the moment. Let me enjoy mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah, right. ask about you know I should have did that, but no, I mean enjoy the moment. Like mm-hmm. the moment is what matters. That's that's the that gives you the feeling. Like that that sets the tone as to why you you be like Mike will always be the greatest. Yeah. Or and yet, what you said, Al, it's gonna be hard for somebody to be better than Magic because you was in the moment. You know what it was. Like come on, man, you had, mm-hmm. you had time to sit down and debate with everybody. Back and forth, or magic some trash. Well, magic was better than Isaiah. This better than that. No, I'm in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying I mean, it now. To go off of what you what you said just now, it brought me back to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I took pictures at the Hall of Fame in the in the room where you know got the the bust and everything. And when I'm when we in there, they coming in to do the um, NFL Network taping. Mm-hmm. Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders, Marshall Falk, walk in. I'm thinking I got this in my phone. I don't. And I still remember it clear as that. See? <laughs> in the moment. Like, that makes so much more. Like, being a kid, like, yo, this motherfucker Deion right here. Right. 
He gonna just tie this scarf on his bus, nigga. What? Like, yo, that's crazy. Like, man, get out of here, yo. So yeah, I mean, when you be in the moment, you kind of appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Like I said, I remember that moment more than the stuff I got on my phone from the bed. Right, and that's why I tell people all the time. They like they want to argue about the LeBron stuff. Say, look, man, I learned a long time ago not to argue with anybody about LeBron, Kobe, and Mike because one, he ain't changing my opinion on it, and two, I'm gonna lose a lot of time not enjoying Shorty. Like when he leaves the league, that's it. Say what you want. Like it's some it's some stars now. Like. Steph gonna be around still. Luca still gonna be here. Ja, but that that six nine kid from Akron, you gonna miss him. You gonna miss him on the court. Mm-hmm. Well, can I miss him on another team? All right, my fault. That's it. My, that's my last shot. My last shot. <laughs> I gotta go. My phone. My uh, my laptop about to die. Definitely, man. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Shout out to uh Bryson Aline for stepping in. And um, the interview was great. Vote for him for Offensive Player of the Year for sure. Let me throw this out there. Follow him on IG at the one coach six, also on IG underscore BLN6 on Twitter at underscore OCB6. Also, go to bonfire, bonfire.com slash winner circle to purchase merchandise. They have um, men's t shirts. Women's T-shirts, football jerseys for the Winter Circle. Check it out. Support them. Do that. Definitely follow us on YouTube, Sideline Talk underscore SLT, Instagram at the Sideline Talk, Facebook group, hashtag Sideline Talk. Like it, share it, subscribe it, tell a friend and tell another friend, tell some more friends. Watch us live next week on Twitter. I'm sorry, not Twitter. Excuse me. Twitch. Twitch. <laughs> Lord, got the Twitch up there. Yes. Um, just sideline talk. Definitely. Um, and we'll be back next week. And chat us up on there. And shout out, shout out to our sponsor, Loving Light Doula. Hit her <laughs> up. She's doing big things. Let me put this up right here. Bam! In your face. <laughs> Looking like doula agency specializing in postpartum support, fertility support, labor support, surrogacy consulting. Support is available all throughout the U.S. And she travels. Check her out. Call, text 410-657-8767. Follow her on Instagram at Loving, Loving Light Doula. Facebook, Loving Light Doula Agency. For sure. I'll take us out. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. Yeah.